Hey everyone, welcome back to our seventh episode of A to Z Current Issues. Today, we'll be discussing gun control for the letter G. Now, gun control has been a hot topic for a number of years now. You know, I'm not sure if it's got to do with the fact that I live on the East Coast or just the community I associate with, but I've never been exposed to a gun. But when you look at the nationwide stats, there is a significant amount of gun owners. Approximately 3 out of 10 people in the U.S. own a gun, and an additional 11% of people say they live with someone who does. You know, you're not that far off with your statement about exposure versus region. If you take the gun sales per 1,000 adults in each state, you can see that Montana has one of the highest rates at 141 guns per 1,000 people. Whereas in New Jersey, where we reside, and D.C., the rates are 13.5 and 5.8 guns per thousand, respectively. You know, these statistics highlight the very issue of gun control. Different regions of the United States experience such vastly different problems and live such different ways of life that it becomes near impossible for a solution to be reached. Take the Midwest and Southern regions of the country, for example. Hunting and going to shooting ranges is a family tradition, and many find it hard to accept such a sudden change. Additionally, the region is also heavily dominated by farmland, and many farmers need guns to keep their livestock safe from predators. However, sports shooting and hunting is not the main use for firearms. According to study by Pew Research Center, only 38% of people say they use it for hunting and 30% of people use it for sport shooting. In addition to these activities, 13% of people use it for gun collecting and 7% of people use it for their job. This being said, the majority of people at around 67% um, state they use it for self-defense. And it's understandable, especially in the isolated farmlands where law enforcement isn't readily available. Clearly, gun regulations vary by state but there are a few standard national level laws, one of which is the Gun Control Act of 1968, which regulates firearms at the federal level, requires that citizens and legal residents must be at least 18 years of age to purchase shotguns or rifles and ammunition. All other firearms, handguns for example, can only be sold to people 21 and older. One important distinction that was made to this law was the fact that state officials may increase the age, but they can never lower it below the nationally mandated age. In addition to this, there are also laws in place to prevent the ownership of guns by people who are seen as unfit. Some of their restricted groups include fugitives, people deemed a danger to society, and patients involuntarily committed to mental institutions are among those who may not purchase firearms. People with prior felony convictions that include a prison sentence exceeding one year or misdemeanors carrying sentences of more than two years are also prohibited from purchasing firearms. Federal law also blocks the sale of guns to people who have been found guilty of unlawfully possessing or using controlled substances within the past year. This includes marijuana, which, though legalized in many U.S. states, remains illegal under federal law. Not only are there limitations in who can own a gun, but there are also restrictions on who can sell a gun. 
Dealers interested in obtaining a federal firearms license must be at least 21 years of age. They must have premises for conducting business and must alert a local law enforcement official at the time of submitting their applications to the federal bureau that regulates firearms. Just like gun owners, they must fulfill the same criteria regarding their history of prior convictions and mental state. The license fee costs $200 for an initial three-year period and $90 for each subsequent three-year three long renewal. With the increasingly digital, digitized world of sales, the government must step in to handle online transactions. For that reason, although the purchase may be paid for online, the gun itself must be shipped to a registered FFL holder, who then conducts the necessary background check before handing the firearm over to its owner. One of the main reasons that it's still a debate is that many people believe that over-regulating firearms leads to three things. The infringement of their Second Amendment rights, less safe communities, as well as an increase in unregulated ownership through the black market. Others believe that it's quite the opposite, that we need stricter gun control laws in order to ensure the safety of the citizens, especially given the rise in school shootings. The numbers are really concerning when it comes to school shootings, as every year nearly 2,900 children and teens are shot and killed, and nearly 15,600 more are shot and injured. An estimated 3 million American children are exposed to shootings per year. I think it's clear to see that changes do, not, do need to be made. It would be near impossible to amend the Second Amendment, especially given the current dynamics of the country. But stricter gun regulations would certainly put us on the right path. America should look at the example being set by various first world countries, like Australia, Canada, and Japan. Australia, after experiencing a school shooting, went so far as to implement uniform state gun laws, banning rapid fire guns from civilian ownership except under certain restricted license, and established a government buyback of semi-automatic and pump-action rifles and shotguns. Japan is also known for its extremely strict gun laws. Civilians cannot possess handguns, automatic assault weapons, semi-automatic assault weapons, military rifles, or machine guns. Japanese civilians aren't even allowed to own swords. Without a license, a Japanese citizen isn't even permitted to touch a firearm. Failure to follow this law can result in up to 10 years in prison. I don't think the United States would ever be able to reach this level of control given the freedoms ingrained into the Constitution, but we should definitely be trying to increase the security of our citizens. Well, that concludes today's podcast on gun control. Hopefully you learned something new about the pros and cons as well as discovered how other countries have lowered their rate of gun homicides. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode in the series for the letter H. This is Vina. And this is Sophia. Bye.